Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi, runner friends. Thanks for tuning in today and welcome to episode 128. Today's episode will be the end of season one to signal an upcoming change in podcast content. I mentioned on the episode last week that I have some exciting changes in store that'll be more in line with my vision for where I'm going with my brand. I've mentioned before that the name of this podcast will change and the content will be more in line with the direction I'm taking my brand. Needless to say, I'm super excited. Of course, there's some butterflies too, because that's what change does to us when we care about something. But I also know it's the right decision. So I'm just going to put it out there right from the start of the episode that you want to make sure to be on my email list so you get notified when the revamp podcast airs in the new year. Being on my email list means I'll email you weekly or sometimes two, three times a week if I feel I have something really important to share with you. All right, these were the housekeeping items for today. On to the episode. As I prepared in my mind for this episode, I took a minute to process what 128 episodes really mean. That's 128 weeks. It actually took a minute for me to compute. <laughs> What that really means, since we don't usually speak in weeks, but 128 weeks is two and a half years worth of bringing you free content once a week. Wow. It's wild for me to think about. For instance, where were you in your running career two and a half years ago? When I think about what the last two and a half years of creating podcast content and showing up weekly has taught me, it's so cool to see the changes that have happened and to know that I created a body of work that you, my dear listeners, tune into weekly and tell me makes a difference for your running. Well, that really makes a difference for me. When I reflect on the changes in myself as a runner, I notice that during the last 128 weeks, I've become a better runner, a more skilled runner. And not just because I've accumulated more running miles due to the time gone by, but it's part of it, of course, but because I've educated myself. And these skills have changed me as a runner for the better. And that's really been my purpose for this podcast all along, too, to create a resource that helps runners like yourself turn their mind into their biggest ally. Along the way, it became clear that learning running for a mastery would be a complementary addition to my running journey and thus my life. As I've learned and improved my running techniques, I've shared running form techniques with you all here in the podcast as well. The podcast has therefore kind of evolved as I have as a runner. 
And I'll share a clip today from a previous episode I did for episode 100 titled Three Skills That Have Changed the Trajectory of My Running because I believe these three areas are the variables that can truly impact our running experience. But we need to embrace all three variables, that being mindset, form, and speed. So take a listen right here. So let's talk about the first skill or the first change, turning your mind into your biggest ally. This is where it all started for me and also why this podcast is named My Runner's Mind. It all starts with our mind, this supercomputer of our being, really. As a regular listener, you've heard me talk about how much negative self-talk got to control me and limit me. I was literally stuck in the fear that if I stopped motivating myself with harsh words and high expectations, then it would be a downward spiral in accomplishments but an upward trajectory of laziness. The negative energy that was a byproduct of this kept me stuck in more of the same. I didn't have the courage to trust myself that it could be different. That's how I lived my life until my mid-40s. For me, getting my first coach, a mindset coach, is what changed things. It was the best thing I've ever done for myself. It's given me lifelong skills to continue to grow instead of staying stuck. I learned that my attitude towards life determines how far I can go much more than my abilities do. Coaching taught me not only how to understand my attitude, but just as importantly, how to create an attitude that will support my goals and dreams. I've shared many times in the podcast how opening up to gratitude and creating a daily gratitude routine has had a big positive impact on my life. Realizing that making daily gratitude an integral part of my routine has created a life lived in flow rather than one lived in reaction to things outside of me. I was thrilled to discover Olympic marathoner Dina Castor's book, Let Your Mind Run, Thinking My Way to Victory, four or five years ago because I saw my own growth mindset journey reflected in Dina's journey. So do you need a coach? In all honesty, you probably do because you don't know what you don't know. We don't. And so often we're too close to things ourselves to see them clearly, to have awareness on them. I used to talk things out with my girlfriends. Maybe you can relate. And I loved it. But let me tell you, it's not the same, and it shouldn't be. Your friend shouldn't necessarily be impartial, like a coach. If you're a longtime listener and feel the topics of this podcast resonates with you, I would venture to say a mindset or life coach for runners would be a good fit for you. Your traditional running coach deals in running plans, meaning the mileage, pace, zones to run in, preparation for a goal. They're not generally the ones coaching you on your thoughts. It might be me or another coach, but we can help you see your thoughts and how they create your results and help you change your trajectory. Align your mind. Skill number two, feeling good physically by learning 
running form. Funny thing, I didn't know how much I needed this until it found me. Once I became aware of it, I realized it was what I'd been waiting for to take my running to the next level. Learning good body mechanics in running enables me to enjoy my runs. Prior to understanding this, I lived in worry and fear of my next ache or pain on a run. For about a year and a half, I'd been experiencing shin splints or stress fracture-like symptoms in addition to recurrent hip bursitis in my right hip, runner's knee, and foot pain on my right foot, especially if I ran anything past 10 miles. I was almost resigned to the fact that regular aches and pain when running or afterwards was par for the course of being a regular runner. And if we're honest, you probably do too, runner friend. Am I right? And it seems a remedy offered by fellow runners and a lot of running coaches is to strength train, strengthen your auxiliary muscles. But I want you to think about that for a minute. Do you see how that's backwards? It's treating the symptom instead of the cause, the symptom being the ache, the pain. And of course, once you're experiencing an ache and pain, you have to address it. But your modus operandi should be to treat the cause of the pain so you don't experience it in the first place. I want you to hear that I'm not saying you shouldn't strength train, but I'm suggesting that a big cause of your aches and pain when running is caused by poor running form because you don't know better. I didn't either until I learned. Now I know. Treat the cause and you won't experience the negative symptoms. I didn't realize how much we can minimize the impact of running by aligning our body correctly. This literally makes running feel a lot more effortless and reduces risk of injury. I started educating myself first by reading Chi Running, as in C-H-I, Chi, like in Tai Chi, which is also the energy that flows through your body, your life force energy, so to speak. Or, instead of reading that book, connect to a running coach who teaches running form. I do, and so do many other running coaches. All right, skill number three that I want to touch on is creating your flow by embracing slow. It shouldn't be mind over body. It should be mind and body. But for so many of us, it becomes mind over body. This last concept I want to talk about with you is something I've recently started embracing myself. And I love how it really ties the first two concepts together. I'm of course referring to zone two running and the idea that 80% of your runs should be easy effort runs and 20% should be hard. For most of my life, I had this backwards and I'm not just referring to running. I probably lived my life 80% hard and 20% easy. And not necessarily as in partying hard, but just of the mindset that if it wasn't hard, if I wasn't doing things a hard way, it didn't 
really count. Most of us in running, as well as life, are stuck at an intensity, zone three, that's just slowly burning us out. It's a black hole, as run coach Melody Bateman calls it. And the premise of a black hole is that we get sucked into it and stay stuck in it, unable to break free because we think intuitively that to run faster, we need to train faster. This is false. Let me repeat, this is false. All you accomplish is burning yourself out and risking injury due to poor recovery and potentially poor form. But it's trippy, and it causes a lot of mind drama for us, especially for those of us, probably a lot of women, who started running as a way to control body image and our sense of worth and accomplishment. Society has us believe that fast equals better. Can you relate? So this is what I coach my clients through. Now, I heard this great car analogy on the podcast Running Rogue that has really stuck with me as a way to embrace the importance of zone two training to improve our running. The idea is that cylinders are what determines the power of a car. The more cylinders, the faster power can be generated. Think of a four-cylinder sedan as opposed to a V6 or a V8. In order to develop more cylinders as runners, we need to develop our aerobic base to improve our ability to perform steady-state work for a long period of time. Building our aerobic base happens in zone two, which should be 80% of our training. Optimizing our cylinders, which is the other aspect of building a fast and powerful engine, happens by including speed work, zones four and five. In moderation, about 20% of our training. The fallacy is that most of us run in zone three or the black hole, which is too fast for aerobic base building and too slow for optimizing our engines. So embrace this slow to really enjoy your runs. So to recap the three skills that have had the biggest impact on my trajectory as a runner, number one is turn your mind into your biggest ally. Two, learn good running form in order to feel good physically and create a mind-body connection. And three, find your flow by embracing slow. So as we come to the end of the episode today, of episode 128, it's a goodbye, runner friend, but it's not a forever goodbye. It's more of a see you in the new year kind of goodbye. But in the meantime, please go binge the 127 other episodes while you wait for the revamp podcast to drop. I always enjoy the private messages I receive from listeners of how much they enjoy the podcast. And so I would so appreciate if you would screenshot the episode that you're listening to and share it on social media and tag me in it. That would seriously make me so happy. This is Scout you can hear in the background. 
and make sure to add yourself to my mailing list so you get notified when the revamp podcast airs. I'll leave a link in the show notes. See you in the new year, runner friend. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.